Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. And we have a special guest with us today. Cy Beeler. Our special guest is Dr. Our dog. Yes, Dr. Cy is in the house. Dr. Cy yes, is in the house. All right. So we don't do video um, podcasts. Because a lot of times when we do, I'm sitting here in my pajamas with no makeup and wild hair, and I would scare you. So take that picture out of your head, but picture us sitting here at our little kitchen table with our dog sitting in a chair with us. <laughs> and let that be your picture, because that is what we are doing currently right now. <laughs> you guys talk to your dog. We talk to our dog like a person, don't we? Sam? We do talk to our dog like a person. And he even helped us with who we're shouting out to today. We are shouting out to Granby, Quebec. And I asked Sai. I said, who he should can be we, shy, yeah, so. he can be shy. I asked him who we should shout out today and I gave him two choices. And when I said Granby, Quebec, he gave me a lick and he told me that's who we should shout out today. Dog. So shout out to Granby, Quebec, all thanks to Cy Beeler for picking you today. We're so thankful for listening and shout out to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us across all the various podcast ways you can listen. Um, we are on a couple of religion lists now, thanks to you. We're so thankful for that. So please do keep listening, keep sharing, keep downloading. If you would like to reach out to us, you can get go to our website, graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us, Dr. Jonathan, at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. You can check out our Etsy store and get some Grace in the Shadows merchandise or some other cool merchandise. So you can do that by going to shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. And you could become a supporter of our show. We have a link on our show notes to become a supporter of our show, be a monthly giver. And what we are saving for will help us to eventually, someday down the road, have a ministry. Ministering to pastors and families, yes, displaced pastors and families, burned out pastors and families, and missionaries, missionaries evangelists, and evangelists, yes, and others, yeah. So that is why we are doing things like that. Also, um, you can get an awesome uh porn blocker called Covenant Eyes, there's a link in the show notes for that, and that will prevent you, your kids, uh, your teenagers from seeing things they should not see across their devices. and if you use the promo code GRACE1998, you will get one month free. So right. a smart dog. He is a smart dog. I asked him the other day what his favorite book in the Bible was. You did, and what did he say? Ruth. Oh, sigh. You that is smart. a great Ruth. book. It is a, it's a good book, but did you know, did you know, Sai? God's name is never mentioned in the book. But he's all through it. Oh, no, you know what? No, that's not Ruth. That's Esther. I gave wrong information. Shame yeah. on me, but God is mentioned in Ruth. But yeah, Esther is the one, but that's a powerful book. So check both of them out. All right. So Dr. J, do you have any crazy facts today? Well, 75% of the world's diet is produced just from 12 plants and five different animal species. 12 plants and five different animal yeah. species. Here's one of my favorites. The original Star Wars premiered on just 32 screens across the U.S. in oh. 1977. Did you see it? Did I, yes, I did. You did when uh, it first came out? Yeah, I was nice. uh, six. 
you were six. I wasn't really into it at that time, but as I grew older, I got into it. I love Star Wars. Now, what do you think about all the, there are lots of spinoffs from it nowadays. Of course, you got the six original. Well, you got the three original, and then they did three more and some they others. break off things. So. And then they got all these different Disney Disney Plus things, right? You know, I like the original the best. Yeah. Because it's it's uh, it's science fiction, but it's more realistic in my point. Okay. Have you, uh, I do like the new ones, yeah. uh, some better than others. Yeah. But it's just not the same as the originals. Original is awesome. Yeah. Definitely. And there That's are- my opinion. Well, that is okay. Well, let us know. Are there any Star Wars fans out there? Any Trekkies? You know, I used to watch Star Trek. Didn't like Star Trek as much as Star Wars, but yeah, cool. All right. You got any other facts? The largest Japanese population outside of Japan stands at 1.6 million people who live in Brazil. Oh! I don't know why that is. I'd like to go to Brazil. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. What else you got? The violin bows are commonly made from horse hair. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, cool. Let's see. One more interesting fact. All right. What uh, you got? Johnny Cash took only three voice lessons before his teacher advised him to stop taking lessons and to never deviate from his natural voice. Man in black. You know what? That's probably wise, wise advice. Yeah, I know. It that. got him pretty far. It did. Uh, a lot of people really like Johnny Cash and his music. Not a big Johnny Cash. I wasn't fan, a huge fan. But it's but, pretty cool. He's, I mean. But he became successful. He became very successful. So shout out to those of you that like him. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. What are we talking about today? Moses is calling. You know what? We did Moses part one. Yes. Like several episodes ago. And I, I asked you the other day, when are we going to do Moses again? Because we just left him hanging out there. Poor Mo. I just don't understand it. Well, we're okay. trying to, you know, people started saying, we want more character studies. We want more. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so people are listening and downloading, which are good. Yeah. But I'm trying to really, you know, characters, yeah. biblical study, maybe something biblical, yeah. uh, clinical, mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. And so I'm trying to balance it out. So by the time we get through all those, it's yeah. time for a character study again. Well, yeah. So we, oh no. So we've got like Bible character stories. We got a marriage series, mental health series. You know, narcissism's real big, things like that. So we kind of like rotate, and sometimes yeah. we'll just like we did do two biblical studies right back to back. So poor Mo. Well, well, maybe we can make them closer together. Well, you know, we'll just do what we do. Whatever God no tells us. Nobody's complained. No. I just felt really bad for Moses. Well, we're here today. He was probably sitting up in heaven going, when is Grace in the Shadows going to finish my story? I'm sure he's not doing that. I'm sure he's not. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we talked about his extraordinary birth, the things that were going on, Pharaoh wanting to kill all the baby boys. We talked about the faith of the the maidservants. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about, you know, delivering the boy babies and... Uh, standing up for what was right, yeah. in spite of pressure. Right. Yes. Uh, Jacobed, his mom, who prayed uh, for Moses. Power of a praying mom. We talked about that. Yeah. So important. Yeah. yeah. Miriam jumping up and down, look, look, watching her baby brother as mm-hmm. he's, you know, floating down the Nile River in a, in a little, uh, little boat like thing. Boat yeah. Thing. She was a feisty sister. She was. Yeah. She was. She loved him. She did. Obviously, you could picture it. I mean, she's absolutely just, just running along, you know, trying to be like an obtrusive, following that little basket until the princess of Pharaoh. Yeah. The daughter of Pharaoh. Daughter of yep. Pharaoh found him and 
Gave him back. And the baby cried. Yeah. You can't, a, a, a woman cannot. Uh, well, we can't let a baby cry. We no. can pick him up and love him. And so she adopted the baby. And then, yeah. of course, she needed someone to, you know. Uh, feed the baby. Feed the baby. Yeah. And, and, uh, Definitely. So, yeah. Miriam said, if my mom will do it. And then he went back to his mother. And they paid her to do yeah, it. They so paid her to fine. Do it. Uh, yeah, God's good. I love the yeah. different twists and turns that God does in our lives. Don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. And so during that time, you know, after a couple of years, she gets, she gives the baby to mm-hmm. Pharaoh's daughter. And Moses is reared. He's trained in right. education of. Egypt. In the palace, like a prince. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he had University of uh, Heliopolis. Oh, oh that's uh, He was trained with the languages. Mm-hmm. He was trained in probably all the, the false gods right. of, of, of yeah. Egypt. Mm-hmm. He was trained in the science. Yes. So that he would know how to build these pyramids and mm-hmm. these things like mm-hmm. that. He was trained in math. He was yeah. trained in all this stuff mm-hmm. uh, that he probably... He probably fit right in for many years. Absolutely. And here he was an Israelite in the time when all the Israelite boy babies were supposed to be killed. And he's right there in the palace growing up, learning about the Egyptians. And and so later God could use them like we're going to talk about, you know, to to stand up to them because he knew them. And, you know, he was about age 40. Okay. And he discovers who he is. Oh, yeah. You know, he probably, the seeds that Jacobed uh-huh. planted in him about the Hebrew faith, about yeah. the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. Uh, comes back to him, and he mm-hmm. finds out he's a Hebrew. Can you imagine living 40 years and then all of a sudden finding that out? I mean, you know, I'm sure there's people listening today that found out when they were older that they were adopted yeah. or, or other things happened in their families. So. Um, and, and I know things like that were, are a shock, and I'm sure he was quite shocked. That was traumatic. 40 years old, living 40 years. And, you know, of course, he was raised by his mom or reared by his mom, but he didn't remember those years. And, you know, and it doesn't really say that mm-hmm. he knew her as his mother then. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't uh, know. Definitely may, not. She may have undercover incognito kind of been the servant of Pharaoh. Yeah. And he would have, this would have been totally a shock to him. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of times they, you know, breastfed until they were four or five Mm -hmm. back then. And uh, so she probably didn't let him know because, you know, when you have kids like three, four, five years old, if you tell them something, you say, I don't tell anybody, they're going to go share. So, oh, yeah. He probably didn't even know. yeah, interesting. Okay, so four years old. So, finds out. So he had some complications because here is Moses finding out who he really is. Mm-hmm. And so he tries to take things in his own hands <laughs> and do what God does. He tries to do what God really wanted him to do, but didn't follow the timing of God. Mm-hmm. So he went off and did this. And as a result, uh, he is chased out of Egypt. Yeah, he, he actually runs, killed somebody. He killed someone. Mm-hmm. He saw an Egyptian um, mm-hmm. uh, being beating a, a, he- a Hebrew. Yes. And, you know, it's almost like he wanted to, be, to get patted on the back and say, hey, yeah. mm-hmm. Moses is one of us. Yeah. And he thought no one was watching. But? Someone was. He says, yeah. two Hebrews were fighting each other the, yeah. the next day. Yeah. 
And he says, brothers, don't do this to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you're brothers. And they and one of them looked at him and said, are you going to do what you did to that soldier? Yeah, yeah. You know, yesterday. And so he went out of Dodge. He got out. He was scared. To he, got out of Dodge. he ran away. You can't really blame him because he was scared for his life. And so as he goes there, he he meets a wife. He gets a family mm-hmm. and he becomes a shepherd. In the He's all in the desert during all this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, during that 40 years, he was totally isolated. Yeah. Here is a man that probably thought he wasted his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is lonely. Right. He is a shepherd. Yeah. With sheep. Right. And he's out in the country with, uh, he's kind of turned into a country bumpkin. Well, and he had been reared in a palace. Yeah. So he's gone from the palace to the desert, literally. So think about that 40 years where he's like, probably has a lot of regrets. Yeah. Probably thinks he blew his opportunity. Right. He probably thinks that uh, he's a failure. And he's probably scared of somebody to show up someday and throw me in jail because I killed that guy. So a lot of regrets and a lot of reflection, I'm sure, during that time. Hmm. Well, that pharaoh that dies and another pharaoh takes his place mm-hmm. uh, during that time. But he doesn't know that. Right. Uh, and so one day. Moses is is close to a mountain, mm-hmm. probably Mount Sinai. Okay, and he is he's taking out the sheep, the flock, mm-hmm. and he looks over and he sees a bush that's burning, but it, it but it does not burning up. So he sees a bush on fire, but the fire's just constantly going, and the bush is not like disintegrating. Right. Interesting. And, and as he's looking at this, mm-hmm. there's nothing totally abnormal with that. First of all, okay. Because with a bush burning, <laughs> I mean, yeah, happen, it, it happens in the desert of California all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, but what was unusual was it wasn't burning. It wasn't burning up. That's right. And so we have Moses that uh, goes to this bush. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and read uh, one through six okay so this is uh chapter three of exodus of exodus now moses was tending the flock of jethro his father-in-law the priest of midian and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to horeb the mountain of god there the angel of the lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush moses saw that though the bush was on fire it did not burn up so moses thought i will go over and see this strange sight why the bush does not burn up Makes sense to me. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. I probably would have passed out rather than hiding my face because here you are. You got a burning bush and all of a sudden it starts talking to you i probably would have checked my drawer <laughs> after you fell over uh, wow it's easy to play monday morning quarterback and say yeah Moses <laughs> get the program. we know what happens right we weren't there we're reading and this is history we were not there but i cannot even imagine i mean if i'm walking by a bush and all of a sudden i hear a voice calling my name i'm going to be a little alarmed Time to get on some medicine. Uh, no, but we look at this, you know, and, and uh, so 
the angel of the Lord, and we, I believe the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament is none other than the pre-incarnate Christ. Yes. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Jesus and, is talking And uh, Jehovah, Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus. And so Moses sees this, which was on fire. Mm-hmm. Now, I have no problems believing in miracles. No, neither do I. Because if you believe in mm-hmm. Genesis 1-1 that God created the heavens and the earth, you mm-hmm. can easily believe in this. Absolutely. And God is else. the God of miracles. I uh, believe in that, yes. But uh, we see that he goes over this strange site, and it wasn't the bush itself. Mm-hmm. It was who was in the bush yes. that made it miraculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so Moses, Moses, this is like he's knocking on the door of Moses twice. Mm. You know, he said his name twice okay. to get his attention. Ah, You say it once. Maybe it was the wind. Yeah. Say it twice. twice. You're not up. making that up. Yeah. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Take off your sandals for this is holy land. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of Isaiah the prophet. What did mm-hmm. he say? You know, this is holy ground. Yes. Holy, holy, holy is Lord God Almighty. Absolutely. You know, holiness of God is something I think that we don't really look at so much in our society now. We forget it, which is not We good. focus too much on the love. We should, no, well, not too much. No. But God didn't say emphasize love, love, love. He emphasized holy, holy, holy. That is true. And we cannot know the love of God until we know the holiness of God. That is very true. Yes. And so, and he identifies the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. You know, he is the God of the living, not the dead. Yes. And that's exactly what Jesus said. Absolutely. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Go ahead and read 7 through uh, 11. Okay. And the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, Termites. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached to me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? So you look at this. God... We have a relational God. God's timing is not our timing. No, it is not. And God takes his time from our perspective. Yes, he does. Uh, you know, Peter says God is not slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not. He is long-suffering that none should perish. Right. Do you know what none means? None. It means none. That's right. So he is waiting what we think is long. Right. So that people will be saved. And sometimes it takes years. It takes years. It took me years. Yeah, definitely. And so he, you know, we have a God who's personal. I've Mm -hmm. heard. Yes. I've seen. Yes. I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, I know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a personal God that really, he knows what's going on in your life today. He knows the big picture. He knows what's going on the listeners. Yes. He knows what's going on in the United States, the world. People Mm -hmm. think, has God forgotten? Oh, no. No, he knows the whole big picture, and he knows the end of the story and what's going to happen. We don't. So Moses is almost like that little guy on uh, waiting to go out. He's he's like the second, third string. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to go out and play ball. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. <laughs> yeah. Center field. But Moses 
once yeah. they get called out and it comes out, Moses is like, one more chance, God. And then yeah. he, he's got this. Yeah. What does Moses say? Who am I? Yeah. He's basically saying, uh, not me. You got the wrong person in the desert to talk to today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so God says, I'll be with you. That yeah. should be enough. That should be enough. It should, should be, enough. but it's not always, you know, and, and we say, oh, we wouldn't argue with God. Yes, we do. You do all the time. God knows what we're thinking in our mind. He knew what Sarah was thinking when she left, you know, about having a baby. So God, God knows what's in our mind, even when we don't say anything. So 13 through 15. All right. And Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? And then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generations. Who else said he's I am? You tell me. Jesus. Yes, he did. He said before Abraham, I am. That's right. I am the way, the truth, and life. I am the door. Mm -hmm. I am the living water. Yes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely. And so Jesus said that he is, and that wasn't just the I am, like just Jehovah's Witnesses and cults right. will try to say, oh, he's just saying I am. Mm-hmm. No, I am. That's It was a, it was the name of God. Jesus was saying, I am God. You were showing his I identity. I am Yahweh. Who he is. This is my identity. This yeah. is who I am. Definitely. And uh, he says, say to the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he he says, my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. The Lord of Lords, King of Kings. The word mm-hmm. Lord. Yes. 90% of the time is talking about sovereign king, sovereign God of the universe. And it's interesting how he differentiates himself. He says, say this to the Egyptians, say this to the Israelites. So he's the personal God to the Israelites. He's the God of the universe to the Egyptians. He's not the God of everyone. No. You often hear in our society, well, God loves, I mean, there's a sense of basic type of love, but he has his people Mm -hmm. that he has an unconditional love to. Yeah. It's a child, child father type love. He's not the God of everyone. No. And and if somebody tells you that that's what they believe, that, oh, they're not going to come out and say this is the one true God. There's various gods. They're all the same. Don't listen to that because they do not know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, read. go ahead. Chapter four. Read one through nine. All right. And you know what? I think we're going to end up with the Moses part three, don't you? Yeah. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, became a snake, and he ran from it. I would have been gone. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And that's what you don't do. You don't pick up Mm -mm. a snake by the tail. But anyway, God told him to do it. So Moses, you know, he didn't even argue with him, which is pretty cool. So Moses reached out, took hold of the snake, and it turned back into his staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. And then he says, so so he does this. You don't pick it up by the 
tail <laughs> because that's kind of like a natural instinct. The snake thinks it's being attacked. and He's going to turn around and bite you. But so yeah. he obeyed that pretty, pretty. He didn't question. No, he didn't. He didn't. He just, you know, yeah, pretty cool. And then, and then we know for time's sake, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to, he, he uh, says, put your, your hand in the cloak, mm-hmm. bring it out. It's returned to leprous. Yeah. Leprosy. And then he put it back in and was healed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, God was showing, uh, you know, Moses who he was that, he can take an, an ordinary object and turn it into an extraordinary object, then turn it back. He can, you know, he controls sickness and he controls healing. And he's showing that and he's showing those wonderful things to Moses. And Moses doesn't even question that part. And then Moses says to the Lord, pardon your servant. Forgive me. I have never been eloquent. I'm neither in the past nor since I've spoken to your servant. I am slow at speech and tongue. Which is crazy because he was he was reared in the palace and he was taught by the best teachers. Orators. And, you know, he's trying to tell God that, oh, I can't I can't speak very well. <laughs> you know, just, you know, we often will throw crazy excuses at God just like that. That was a crazy excuse. It's possible he did stutter. Yeah. But obviously possible. later on, we see that. Whatever happened there, he mm-hmm. was doing quite well on his own after a while. Well, God, you know, tells him, I'm going to give you Aaron, your brother, mm-hmm. and he can speak for you. And Moses like, okay, well, if he, he can come with me and speak for me, I, I will do what you say. But as you said, it's so cool when you continue on in the story and you see when they first go to Pharaoh, Aaron speaks but not too long after, he's kind of quiet. And Moses, Moses is running the show through. I mean, God through Moses is running the show, of course. But Moses is the one doing the speaking. So that shows you that God can give us confidence if we listen and believe in him. In 11 and 13, the Lord says, who gave human beings their mouths? Who mm-hmm. makes them deaf or mute? Right. Who gives them sight or makes them? That, that really blows away the health wealth person. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jesus True. said, remember when they thought the blind man was blind because mm-hmm. of something he did? Yeah. What sin did they do? Jesus yeah. said mm-hmm. he was given this for the glory of God. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's Amazing. hard for those. That's bad theology. on their part. Well, yeah, that's yeah. So so God gives him Aaron. Mm-hmm. But then it says God was angry with him. As a matter of fact, he was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. obviously now God communicates in human anthropomorphical uh, language because that's what we understand. That's what we understand. Yeah, and and so, uh, but God knew what He was going to do. God oh, yeah. showed Him mercy and grace. He did. He yeah. did. He was just trying to really get His attention. And how often does He have to do that with us? Well, I want to kind of, you know, we have a divine appointment. We see that there, you know, God had an appointment with Moses. Moses learned a tremendous amount, uh, probably more than his education ever could have mm-hmm. by by the. Uh, education of, of, of hard knocks mm-hmm. and being Absolutely. isolated. Yes. And so we're going to continue this uh, on the second <laughs> part. There's probably going to be other parts. To it's going to be too. Moses yeah. part three and we'll probably, you yeah, know, four or five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But this, especially this part right here definitely teaches you that God can take your mess and turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Make sure to come back later on and we'll have more about Moses. Thank you so much for listening today. Have an awesome day. Goodbye.